Welcome to Wolf's Watch. I'm Wolf. Thanks for joining the conversation. This is 21st Century Television, right? Live and interactive. Your comments are live. Love talking with you. Love hearing your questions, hearing your comments. We can have live debate. That's the whole point. And today is President's Day. Hold that thought. Hold that thought. Now, the headline that got you to watch this was you're not going to believe this caused a massive ship shift in shipping, right? Well, hopefully. Or, uh, or perhaps you just uh, just enjoy hearing what we've got. We're providing good content. Here's here's we're gonna tell you that we're gonna share something today and talk briefly about something that just had a fundamental shift in how we ship stuff, how stuff gets to you, how we move goods in mass quantities. And when I saw this, my first thought was, it's just unbelievable. You got to be kidding me. This is where it started. This is how this. This is what caused this big shift. Hold that thought. I want to talk about President's Day first. You know, this is a national holiday in the United States, and uh, it, and it is commonly called President's Day. Here's the thing with it: it's not President's Day. The official holiday is Washington's birthday, which is actually on the 22nd. Today's the 21st of February. It's actually on the 22nd of February, uh, 1732. So it's 290 years ago. George Washington was born. It's it celebrated on on the third Monday as part of the standardization for federal holidays. So it creates a three day weekend. So that was, uh, you know, your good legislature leaders were working, looking out for you in Washington. And they wanted to create as many three day weekends, holiday weekends as possible. So they standardized all of the all of the holidays to be on uh, to fall on a Monday. Uh, with the exception of Fourth of July, which floats. But it was part of what they did standardize um, uh, to be on a Monday in it's still officially Washington's birthday. Where it became President's Day was through marketing. A lot of companies run sales and they call it President's Day sale, which has led to people becoming uh, used to hearing President's Day and the, the, the common uh, misconception that this is a celebration of Lincoln and uh, Washington, because Lincoln's birthday was on the 12th of February. It's not celebrated as a national holiday. It's just Washington's birthday on the third Monday of February. Uh, also a misconception that it's all presidents. Birthdays are being celebrated now. And, and what does that do? And this, and this is relevant to your business, which is why I bring this up. What does that do? That dilutes the conversation, that dilutes the perception, that dilutes the, the paradigm shift that George Washington's actions had on the people around him, on the country, on the world, by making it about a whole bunch of other things. He's mixing a whole bunch of things in. So there's no conversation on President's Day, on Washington's birthday, the celebration of Washington's birthday, about Washington. You know, what was good? What do we now want to repeat? You know, every figure in history is like that. Every human being is like that, right? There's no perfect human being. And it, it takes away from that. Because what is President's Day about? It, it's become just a day off for a lot of people. Not everybody, right? Government government employees, absolutely. It creates a day off for them, long weekend. For a lot of people, they're still working. Uh, and, and some are off, some have a paid holiday. But what could we learn from George Washington if this were, were recognized as George Washington's birthday, as it is, which, which is the whole point of the holiday, rather than the, the you know... This is President's Day. It's everything mixed in. Here's how this is relevant to your business. When you are not focused, when you are not specific in communications, it creates problems. Let's talk marketing. That's how the whole President's Day myth got started. 
whole President's Day misperception got started. It was by con by constant marketing for President's Day sales, uh, articles in media about President's Day rather than Washington's birthday. That led to a different perception in, in the marketplace. Do you want that to happen to your business, to what you offer in the marketplace? If you're not talking specifically about your product, your service, how that affects people's lives, if you're not talking specifically to a well-defined customer, a well-defined ideal client, that message is going to be radically diluted. Because people are going to, well, is that for me or is that not for me? Or that, you know, am I, you know, should this be? So you're going to have your sales folks talking to people that aren't good candidates, which wastes their time and it wastes the prospects, the prospective customers' time as well. They could be out talking to, you know, to service providers that are a good fit for them. So it differentiates in the market, it makes a better connection, gives you a better return on advertising because it's a specific message that is specific to the person that is your ideal customer that you provide and all that ideal customer is just another way of saying in a perfect world, who is the person that you provide the maximum value to market to that person. As that becomes effective, as revenue grows, right, to continue scaling your company, then market into another niche, right? Another well-defined client that you can serve, but don't try to be all things to everybody. You know, it's just as an entrepreneur, you know, you know that it's just, just a reminder, something I thought about on, on Washington's birthday, you know, it's a shame there's so much about Washington and here's uh, I wanted to share this with you. Hang on a second, a uh, little show and tell, but just, you know, as a, as a picture from, um, this isn't working out as planned <laughs> as you probably know, I have a lot of that these days, right? So, Here's here's a, a picture of a young George Washington. A lot of times we see, you know, the older, you know, the older gray hair founding father post. He's been through two wars. He's been through, you know, being president of the Constitutional Convention. He's been in politics and that don't age anybody. Right. It ages rapidly. You watch how rapidly uh, uh, politicians and warfighters age because of the stress, the things that they experience. But here's, you know, here's a picture of him. A, a strapping young lad is uh, my uh, my family would have said. I heard a lot of that growing up, it, but he, he was like six, four, you know, so there's a lot that was unusual, which is very unusual, especially for that time, you know, 250 years ago to see someone that was that height, um, was way more unusual than it is today. But, you know, I just wanted to share that here's, here's a little bit different perspective on him. We lose that conversation because it's modeled by the misperception that this is president's day and it's not as holiday celebrating Washington's birthday. Now, back to the reason to where we started. The thing that changed everything in transportation and how stuff gets to you spawned many other other industries as a result is on this day in 1804 the first steam locomotive hauled goods from a point A to point B. And in this case, from a, from a factory to a wharf in, uh, for shipment in Wales, South Wales, more specifically in the United Kingdom. And this was the first, and I'm going to show you what this thing looked like. And that was just maybe go really talk about humble beginnings. So this was, um, let's see what we were talking about 218 years ago, the first time goods and people were hauled 
on a hauled by a steam uh, locomotive on a rail line. Now they'd use rail lines, you know, we're, we're uh, pulling um, the 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 car cargo cars with horses, pulling people with horses along rails, and they had been used in mines, um, you know, with people power and, and in other ways. But to have a locomotive like this, this is the first time this is done, and they hauled ten tons of iron and 70 men on this and they had five cars attached to it now today in some areas like right now you know right now through the desert you'll see trains freight trains that are a mile long hauling goods you know to this day it is the most cost efficient way to move a large amount of goods across uh land it's just stupendous and here's where it started with a gizmo that looked like this and i want to play this brief video for you so you can see how clunky this was and let's see you know, get the big earphones on can you hear that nope don't have the, don't have the sound on with it um <clears throat> but here you know, look at this thing it just looks like a giant 50 you know an oversized 50 gallon drum with a bunch of moving parts attached to it in order to create the steam engine it only went six miles an hour at the time it was launched and this wasn't even the the version that became commercially viable so they they on its maiden voyage this traveled hang on a second let me close that up for this traveled um you know the distance took the stuff but on the way back with the with the five empty cars it broke down it vibrated so much that one of the bolts came loose and uh, on on the boiler which is extremely dangerous so they had to stop and repair that and then finish the trip the next day now it took another three four years for that to become commercially viable lesson for you as an entrepreneur you know the inventor is not in quite often not almost rarely could be said the one that really commercializes their invention it happens but it's not always the case so it, it is an entrepreneur and you, you likely know this already right it's, it's not about being the inventor it's the application of it so this needed to be perfected this is also a, a second lesson for you as an entrepreneur the persistence and you know that one of the one of the key Factors for success as an entrepreneur is tenacity and, and persistence, you know, not giving up. So in this case, you know, it took a couple of three, four years to work out the bugs, as we would say today, right? To have something that functioned that would be commercially viable. So that original design ended up becoming just a, a an engine. It was used as an engine to run a factory process. So it didn't didn't keep moving on the rail lines. It got reassigned to going. Okay, this is it develops good power. It's not working so well for this. We'll put it over here. So a third lesson there, adaptability. When something's not working in one venue, can you shift perspective and see, you know what, if we put that over here, that's going to work. If we, if, if it's not connecting with this market, well, maybe there's a slightly slight change uh, in, in how the market's defined that it does connect with or ends up being used for something completely different. In this case, something that was designed for transportation ended up being used as an engine to run a factory process. That's a big shift. Those are the kinds of innovations that, that make entrepreneurs successful. So just some quick thoughts, you know, on that. It was just fascinated by how that looked and how far we've come. It's been so, you know, all these, two, you know, two centuries now of, um, 239 is it 239 years of locomotives of engines of trains 
that all started with a very humble device. And uh, just like your business started as something very humble, perhaps, you know, perhaps a card table in a kitchen or doing something out of your garage or some spare square footage in somebody else's warehouse space that you sublet in order to start out. And now you've got a going concern. Kind of like uh, Washington did in his leadership role in the creation of the United States of America, right? Just being a celebration of Washington's birthday today. So thanks for being part of Wolf's Watch. Smash that like button. Put your comments in. We you know, want to hear from you and continue the dialogue. This is a conversation. So again, thanks for being part of Wolf's Watch, and I will see you on the trail.